right now. All right. Right channel. We're on. <laughs> no, we're on theme the song this week? <laughs> it was playing I don't know. already. I can't tell if that played or not. It did. Well, it was playing for the right hand side. <laughs> <laughs> we have another we have another guy in here today who uh on Outlook on a Outlook here. There and, we go, we're sitting uh, now. <laughs> Sorry. Uh wait a minute. Are we on the air? I don't know. I just screwed something up. Oh. <laughs> uh We are on. Brian. We are on? Alright, I don't know what's going on. It sounded a little weird here, but uh then you start to second guess yourself. Yeah, and we no, got we're only through the right hand side. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the channels is in queue. Sorry, we're we're uh, as you can tell, very professional here for our show. Well, I'll, I'll intro intro, but I'm not sure if that means we're ready to go. So you are okay. All right, we're not hearing ourselves at all in the headphones. I but, am. Uh, no, I'm here. You are? <laughs> I'm here. All right, I'm not. Are you here, Steve? <laughs> our our special guest for the day. I am here. Great. Well, welcome to Outlook, Steve, and everyone else who hopefully is listening <laughs> now. So we're back on another um, November Monday, and it's raining again. Yeah, it seems to be a theme for Outlook, all these rainy Mondays. Oh, well, that's that's Outlook. You could have a rainy Outlook or a sunny Outlook or... A snowy Outlook. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it's not snowing yet, but uh, well, not today. No, I'd rather go back to the snow we had just last week than this. But anyway, welcome to Outlook, and welcome special guest. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, we have our friend, a longtime friend here, Stephen Potter. Welcome to the show. So again, this is Outlook with me, Carrie. And Brian. We're, we've been on for a few weeks now, but still relatively new show here on Radio Western, so... So we are going to add some talk to the theme. It's the show Outlook. It's a show about accessibility, equality, ag- advocacy, which is a hard word to get out. Education. <laughs> Everything relating to blindness and... We'll touch on other disabilities, but blindness is the primary well, that's cause discussion that's on this show because Carrie and I are both blind, and Steve Potter here, are you How blind? blind are I th- you? I think you're blind, right? I guess I am. I think I am. I guess it's been about what thirty-four years. I'm as I'm as blind as they come. <laughs> so you were. I've got zero zero light perception. Yeah. So I guess say. that's that's. I, a, I thought you said you could see the sun. I, <laughs> that's. A that's uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. I think it's mm. sometimes in the summertime, the sun will get in my eyes, and I think, oh, I need to get glasses. And then other times, oh, it's not as bad. So it possibly just be an irritation. Yeah, maybe your eyes are sensing it, but you don't actually see the yeah. brightness. Or yeah, I have no idea. So growing up, uh, we were always the three levels of kind of blindness. Yeah, so it's kind of an interesting point because Steve here we're is totally blind, and Carrie and I both have light perception, but... No. Wait, what? <laughs> Why are you laughing over there? Growing up, Steve was totally blind. Yeah. Brian had light perception, and I could see colors and large print and stuff. Right. You know? I could see the TVs, like, you know pretty well and things like that now I've lost some sight and I'm sort of closer to Brian someday I could be more like Steve who knows anyway yeah whereas my my level of sight hasn't changed since I was born and neither has Steven's but is it Steve sorry you prefer to be called Steve right it doesn't matter to me you call me whatever you want to call me just do not call call me Steve just do not call me what that book and movie is uh that you both like (laughs) oh I don't call him Harry Potter. No, no. we've never done that. <laughs> no, you people, haven't. This is other people do. This is very true. 
Very true. <laughs> no, but it's a good it's a good example for how when people think of blindness, they think, oh, you can't see anything. Whereas yes. it's, there's a huge range of, of what's considered visually impaired or whatever you want to call it. But. If I could jump in for a second. Um, Whoa, he's already trying to take over the show. Yeah, you just got here and now you're <laughs> jumping in. It's because you're, you're pretty comfortable with radio, right? Oh, yeah. Um, as a young child growing up, um, numerous times Carrie would mention uh, she would inquire how much I could see um, if I had any vision at all. And I remember I would always tell her, well, I can't see anything. And y- you, Carrie, would say, well, you could see some. And I, I never, I don't think I ever grasped that. I think I always thought, okay, so she can see she's got complete vision. And then Brian, I I guess I thought you could see too. I, I don't know. It's tricky. None of us, even when you're blind, you don't know. It's hard to understand so. whether people see or don't see. Sorry, yeah. guys. I, I'll stop and you guys, you have the floor, both of you now. I won't jump in anymore, as I call it. Well, Steve was on the radio, radio before all of us, but we'll get to that. Yeah, so kind of let's sort of talk a little bit about the history. So we've known Steve, well, I've known him I guess my entire life because when did we originally meet? It would have been soon after Carrie because you guys, Carrie and Steven are both the same age. Yeah, so basically he, he's our friend, lifelong kind of friend, but I I kind of see him more as a little, uh, like I was born with one little brother, but I kind of, once we met Steve, even though he's only, what, four months younger than me, I kind of yeah, I think that's feel... Like, he's my second little brother, and it's funny, I had a kidney transplant on his birthday, June 5th, so that was kind of a funny connection there. But yeah, no, we only hear stories, right, Steve, of how we met? Yeah, I don't think I... I don't think I have any sort of recollection of how... No, we won't. Like, we won't. The only real earliest memory I have of us is you coming to my house and your mom and our, like our parents talking, and us, I we were in the living room and I guess there was toys or something set up or whatever but that's it and I mean and that was that was who knows was I, how, was I alive then or was that possibly I don't know <laughs> I don't even know I think you might have been you might have been like one but I'm a baby yeah. I have no idea so one one thing we wanted to mention about Steve that we've always been amazed by is his his memory he seems to be able to recall he was such a close a friend of ours and hung out with our family so much growing up that he seems to remember more about <laughs> our childhoods than we do sometimes, which yeah. I don't know if that in some, some ways ties into a sense sensory thing where not being able to see, you know, you maybe, I don't know, have a, have a better memory than some, not that we need to get like a neuroscientist down, but, yeah. on the show or something, yes. but have me on there and then we can check in. To but you have an interesting thing. brain, which the brain is an interesting organ. I was going to say, isn't everybody's around. brain interesting? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the fact that all our levels of sight has to do with the brain as well. Like, yeah, yeah. the eyes have aren't working, but that is controlled in the in the brain, so it's... But whereas I, I spent a lot of my childhood seeing somewhat, and so my brain formed different connections, yours never had any of that. So you always focused on memory, on sound. Oh, yes. All those sort of things that that I do now more than ever, but... Because kind of like myself, Steve, I'm not sure it's a question to ask, but how often do you think about the fact that you're blind or on a daily basis? Rarely. Rarely. And it's it's kind of the same for me. Like, it, I, there are certain situations where I do think about it, like, oh, if I could see, this would, you know, this would be a bit easier. Like or finding a, an alternate bathroom. Certain times, but generally on a day-to-day basis. Ju- I, just a couple minutes public? ago, as we walked up the stairs and... 
Oh, what have I? What's my head underneath? Oh, it just feels like a I don't know what that was. Like a banner like. hanging. Some sort of big something. banner. I'm like, okay, there must be some sort of celebration. And then <laughs> as we walk in the bathroom, sorry, this bathroom is closed. I'm like, oh, if I've only I, seen that sign, you know. At first, I thought it was the woman's washroom. Yeah, yeah that, I know. That, 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 that was my exactly. first thought, but I've been in there, so I I was like pretty certain it was the men's washroom. Yeah. So these are the little challenges that, you know, we've... That if you're running late and we think, oh, we have enough time to get, just get up there, then something yeah. like that could totally throw you off, but that's okay. It, we got it. We got it. We got in here. Yeah. We're, we're here now. We made we're it. on the air. A few board issues in the beginning, which, you know, that's another thing where I've used this board for over a year, so I have practice and I know kind of what to do to problem solve, but it's also, you know, you have to kind of trial and error, and if you can't see, you have to use your other senses. So, anyhow... Yeah, so, I mean, we always heard stories growing up that, you know, in the community when a parent has a blind child, if we ever interview either of our parents, um, you know, they might feel kind of isolated and they start to look around. But first of all, Steve, what is your blindness related to? I don't know if it has a name or if you just would call it. Um, It's retinopathy of prematurity. Yeah, that's the same. Yeah, so for people that have no idea, it's... um, I hope I get this right. I was born extremely premature, so about five months early, and I weighed 13 or 14 ounces. Um, wow, so that's that's less than a, a less pound. Less than a pound. And this and, was in 1984. Yeah, so. this was 84. And so I was in the NICU, uh, neonatal intensive care unit at St. Joe's here in London. And Do you know how long? Six months. Wow. And so they we were more yeah, than a year. A, yeah. You would have been more than a year when we met then. We would have been more than a year. Yeah, just I came home with an oxygen tank. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I was incubated for a while and they gave me they of course they gave me too much uh, oxygen and that's ultimately what caused Yeah, so you know, not as common now. The They've sort of figured out how to deal with that, but it was common even obviously still in the eighties and even now yes. with premature babies, that's the kind of a risk you one of the doctors the doctors will um one risk they will mention to mothers when there's a premature baby, you know, that they have to give baby oxygen. Um, you know, their lungs need to develop, but also that can adversely affect the eyes. So yeah, so um your parents so we we were told this memory of we were probably one years old and our parents found each other somehow um, in the community. Both being from the Woodstock area. Yeah. And so so we um, we would have went to your house and I guess the story goes is that I like br- bright, shiny things and I guess your oxygen tank was bright and shiny. Yeah. <laughs> so I, rem- I remember that story too. The story is that yeah, I, I, I was it. one in however months and I was climbing over an oxygen tank which oh. I'm not sure is supposed to is that safe? I don't know <laughs> I'm still here so <laughs> I didn't yeah, disconnect you didn't disconnect anything, anything so <laughs> um, so that's our first me- but you know you have such a good memory and you have all these old memories of us but a lot of this stuff gets blurred in our memories oh, yeah. and yeah sometimes it's like do I remember that or is that just a story or people talked about it did I, did I actually remember being there but yeah so we go back since the beginning of our lives over 30 years ago now so whoa it's pretty crazy how time flies, and this, as the saying says, "Time flies when you're living life, having fun." Yeah, I altered it a bit. Oh, yeah, I like that. A little bit of improv here. That's so, right. really, Steve is a part of the family um, after all these years, and we just spent a lot of time as kids over at each other's houses and um, going to the beach together, going. Canada's Wonderland together. So the trail. Steven, uh, Steve has a trailer, so we yeah. always went up there. Yep. That was fun. As kids. Yep. 
And you have a little brother just like our older brother and sister, right, Steve? And he's sighted, right? Yes, he is. Right. Yep. So, you know, families come in all sorts, and that's what makes it fun. Andrew was always our totally sighted little <laughs> guy to have around to when not we so, were... Not so little not anymore. Not so little anymore. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but growing up, he was six yeah. years younger than us and three years younger than you, Brian. That's and correct. Yeah. We would always ask him to read, to tell us what something was. Yeah, what what oh, song yeah. is that on the CD? Or, 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 what kind of pops? Like when we have to... Well, yeah, the, oh, yeah. What kind yep. <laughs> so he could have screwed with us did if, it, if did he, he wanted have, to. I think it. he might have a couple times. Did he ever mess us up and say, yeah, this is this? And I don't know. I don't, it seems like something well, you know what? When you have a brother, but I don't know. Well, yeah, brothers play tricks. But yes. also, if you grow up with a blind sibling, you could be a little jerk all your life and screw with the person all your life because you can see and they can't. Or maybe you learn respect and understanding of other of other people and people's differences better. Yeah, than it goes me. both ways. And the, <laughs> Ultimately, you are learning about something that most people don't know much about and it yeah. does help for respect, but you're also still a brother, so you're going to... Because I don't know if people ask Andrew that question, Steve, about what's it like to have a blind brother. I don't know if I... Like, I don't... We hear about that. I sometimes. have no idea. Like, I've never... But again, that's just normal for for him. And oh yeah. So growing up, Carrie and I have mentioned on this show before that we were both integrated into the public school system. So we didn't really know. I mean, well, that's not totally true. I guess we could talk about the the camps we went to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we went to summer camp yep. together. CNIB had a day camp. Yeah, that was always fun. We did a lot of oh, things. Yeah. And- yep. Oh yeah, we did. Uh, one thing I, well, the many things I remember, but just a few. We did a tour of the radio station in Woodstock. And uh, we did many trips out to Brant Park. Um, what other places did we get to tour? Like, uh, I believe we did. Um, oh boy, the fire department, the police department. Right. Like to see the fire pole. We yes. went, used to go to. We went to McDonald's or some restaurant. Yeah, we got a tour. I will there. never forget in McDonald's. That's one of the memories I have. Um, we were getting a tour, and they were showing us how the drinks were made, and they did tell us to not push any buttons. Well, me, who likes... Who, I'm the button pusher. I was the button <laughs> pusher back in the day. Um, That's a good one. I uh, hit buttons, and a whole bunch of hot chocolate or the chocolate mixture <laughs> went all over the counter. I don't remember that. <laughs> I, I, for, I forget who I was with, but I, I will never... I just remember that. Don't push buttons. Mm. So, that's so you tell someone not to do something, guess what happens? Yeah, don't tell Steve not to do something. You'll probably seven. do it. Just like the recorder in the microwave <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's quite the story that never uh, never stops I don't think that story so, will ever stop so growing up <laughs> Steve and I both were always into recording we used to have Walkman with cassettes because when you're sighted everyone you know you're always taking photos and being blind that was never something we would do so recording was a big big thing and so yeah growing up we always had tapes and we still have many tapes kicking around of our childhoods and but if you were if you were around these guys or even me I guess that was the three of us you would most likely be recorded at the time yeah so a lot of that went on in our childhoods and just we're not going to spend too much time on this story because we've we've heard it enough you did have the t-shirt right Bri? yeah so you still have that shirt yeah I don't know if I maybe somewhere I don't think so but um so yeah, one morning when Steve was staying overnight. So I was I was not a part of this. Yeah. I have to say I was um, on dialysis, home dialysis at the time. So I was still hooked up to my machine. Yeah, this was like twenty. Got into trouble. Twenty twenty one years ago, I think. Um, in the morning, it's like, oh, let's let's see what it sounds like to record a a microwave. Yeah, well, I don't know why I would quite the idea, but so we pressed record on Steve's Walkman, not mine. Yeah, of course. 
And I put it in the microwave for a couple seconds to record the sound. <laughs> took it out. It just sounded like a bunch of distorted noise. It wasn't anything yeah, special. That's basically what it was. But then, you know. Let's try again. Yeah, let's yeah. try this again. Put it in a bit longer. Took it out. Luckily, it didn't like catch on fire no, or anything. You could smell the metal. That yeah, was... it started to like heat up inside, I yeah. think. And it was pooched. It was done. It <laughs> went to Walkman, recording Walkman heaven. And then who got in trouble for that? <laughs> we both. Yeah, we, both we never got. I never like no. our family never really got grounded as kids. No. But my after that, my mom was like, "Yeah, you can't see any friends for a couple weeks." Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah so some some fun adventures. But. Oh yeah, many. So weekends we were always together, and holidays and different things we spend together but during the, um, the weeks uh, we would s- we stayed here in in the area and went to public school uh, but what you often hear right Steve is that blind people go to special schools is what they what well, they call it. it it was either what I heard it was you either are in the regular stream or you went to Brantford right um, right because Brantford was and still is the only school in Canada is that, no is that, uh, is that no. wrong I, in Ontario right? in Ontario there is one in Ottawa Oh, there's oh. that I, th- my memory serves me we correctly. It that. is yeah. for the blind, but it's in French. Oh right. Oh, okay. okay. Well, that yeah, makes that makes sense yeah. then. Yeah. But yes, in this area, Brantford, it's the only school. So how um, did you how did you get there every day? I went via bus. Um, well, actually, I went by many modes of transportation. Uh, the only one I uh, didn't do was uh, flying or, or walking or train. Which um, others other yep. students at the school did, right? Because yep. it was Some, coming from all areas. Yeah, you could be from anywhere pretty well and, and attend there. Um, we had people as far away as uh, Korea um, attend there. So that was the thing. It was just, it was a decision that parents had to make and yep. it wasn't... Our decision was... Each one was different. Um, I could have went to the same school as the two of you. Um, however, Brantford W. Ross McDonald has a has an aquatic program and mom at the time said well if he's going to travel half an hour let's get him the active because i loved the water and uh, it was an indoor pool and uh yeah it was always kind of neat we brian and i would go to visit that school for certain little things day trips and stuff over the years and they had a uh, an indoor pool and a running track which yeah indoor running track they actually have both an indoor and an outdoor running track right okay but you just follow the wall and run around yep there's a railing outside Mm -hmm. there's a railing too yeah yep and then out, but if you're outside, there's a railing you follow, um, and then indoors you've got the, it's like closed in and surrounded by uh, a metal fence. Right. So that's just the difference, right? Like yeah. Not so all growing up, people and go it, to- you know, we went to the summer camp for the for the blind through the CNIB and stuff. So we met some other blind blind kids growing up. But Steve was really the only one that Carrie and I kept up with up until certain point when we met Eric who's been on the show before and you know now we've through this the CFB and all the stuff the last while we've been connecting with more people trying to get back into that community whereas Steve grew up at the school so he he knows many many blind people growing up and yeah it's just a bit it's a difference right going to that school versus I heard if I could jump in again yeah no, oh, go for I'm it. jumping in you're, again you're, you're a guest they hear enough of Carrie and I on the awesome air, so. okay so um, a couple of weeks ago, when I had the honor of uh, being in Chatham for a, a week or so, um, I met an individual who uh, said to me, he was in the sighted stream for many years and decided to uh, jump off the uh, the rails and uh, take a, a trip to Brantford and try that for a while. And uh, he said, you know, trying to fit in at the school in Brantford was 
kind of a it's I don't know if he didn't say difficult, but it was different because you know you're so used to your sighted peers and the sighted people that you know, and then you jump off that that train and go to the school in Brantford, and it's like, ooh, everyone is it's totally different here, you know. It's uh, you're with everyone that's blind, and um, it it was a unique experience for him. He said, yeah. I mean, some people go to one the, the their neighborhood school all their life, like Brian and I. Some people, like you, basically go to W. Ross or the School for the Blind. Some people go to one and switch halfway through or wherever at, ever, at some point throughout. It just depends, and it's hard to fit in anywhere, and school can be tough for people yeah. no matter where you go. And so it's just it's interesting to have both perspectives, I think. Uh, but, you know. Yeah, and the point that Steve touched on about, you know, your more comfortable like Carrie and I were more, a bit more comfortable with the sighted peers because that's how we grew up and, and you know we're trying to sort of change that to get more involved in things but it was, we kind of had an experience going to the convention last year in Orlando through the NFB because it was you know 3,000 blind people and I've never been around that many so it was pretty neat and uh, yeah it's just both both methods have their pros and cons but you know it's a lot of it's what you're used to and I know well I'm sure you have some memories about W. Ross. Steve, that you don't like, you also, you know, have a deep connection there. and Not really. Um, no. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. There, Well, you know, school is school, right? Um, and so you have the school work aspect of it. Yeah, that, you know, that was... Yeah, you had your struggles, but, but you know... But, you know, who, who doesn't have struggles in life, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, I honestly think for me, my best year at the school, because I, I should mention that for the bulk of my years there I traveled there daily mm-hmm. um, but my final year I took part in the uh, independent living program which for people that went to, that go to the school and who graduated from there um, that is the Mac House and Troughton House program so that is where you are in a house with five others um, and you are learning how to clean slash cook slash do everything that you do when you are on your own um, so I I that was great, um, but the reason it was so great, I think, was because when you live out of town, going into the school, you go home every day, and there's events that you may want to go to mm-hmm. um, at night, and if it's winter time, it's like, okay, you either have to make a decision, do I stay there and grab supper and go to the event and have them come get me, or do I drive back home to Woodstock and then come back in? Um, that You know, there wasn't... The dances, I, I went to a few of them, but, you know, th- over the years, I I, uh, I got to take part in... Uh, School's over, time to go home. Yep. Oh, yeah. But my last year, I was part of the uh, yearbook committee. I edited that, and uh, so I... Yeah, you guys fun. had a back... Well, now it's digital, I imagine, but you yes, had a, a, a cassette yearbook Talking every year. Yearbook. Yes. Since, you know, having an actual book wouldn't really make sense. They did, se, actually, they did actually have an actual oh, book they did that as back well. in the 70s. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how it worked, but um, they s- now the yearbook is digital, right. and everything, including video, is on it. Because it's funny, we do more research, we could do another episode about that school in the future, its history, but it used to be um, Ontario School for the Blind, right? It started out as the Ontario Institute for the Education of Blind Students. Right. Um, that was in 1872, okay. and then I don't know when it changed to the Ontario School for the Blind, however, 1972... Mm-hmm was when it became the W. Ross McDonald School, named after William Ross McDonald, who was a politician who used to play on the school grounds as a youngster. 
Wow. And I actually do have audio of his voice um, (laughs) with uh, that school opened. Maybe we'll do a podcast uh, that we do with that sometime. That would be a good, uh, that would be neat. But, so Steve has a really great memory. I want to call it photographic memory, but that sounds funny. (laughs) Audiographic? I get. Audiographic. (laughs) The two of you have perfect pitch, which is, you know. There are there are sighted people out there that have that perfect too. pitch, but yeah, it's one of those things that it's a skill you, I have and Steve has. Develops. We're both, you know, you're both musical. Well, yeah, we all love music, but I yeah, got to, I got to meet Jeff Healy. Oh yeah, Jeff Healy, the blind. Yeah, rest in peace. No yes. longer around, but he came he to your school once, right? He was a student there, though, right? Yep, he was a student, student there. there as well. Um, and I forget when I actually met him, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I remember I met him in June, but I forget which year it was. I know I had just started there for my first few years there. And he just kind of yeah, walked into the auditorium. Time. And I was like, who is this? And when I found out who it was, I remember saying, oh, that's the singer that does Angel Eyes. His biggest hit. Yes. So we could keep talking for... Yeah, unfortunately... You. We'll have to do another you know, episode in the future. We're running out of time here. We only have just under a half hour, but... Thanks, thanks so much for Steve, uh, Steve, for coming on. And I don't know if there's anything else you want to quickly, anything you want to mention or plug. Or we, you, you're a great guest with so much information. And you know, if you're up for it, we'd love to have you on again sometime. I'll be back, as they say. Um, you you grew up listening to this station as well at points, right? So yes, it must be yes. kind of surreal to be in the studio actually here on the air. I always tried to visualize what is this studio like, and you know, walking in, I'm like, okay, it. it kind of reminds me of what it would be like it's a small little soundproof room and you have uh, a great radio voice yeah you really do for sure everyone tells me that everyone says i have this well you should do a show here someday um i know it's changed locations over the years like when you were listening back in the day i don't think like the studio wasn't where we are right now oh really they used to be in the basement i think um plus you know used to be different places but well thanks for coming steve yes no problem thanks for having me Okay, well, you guys can find us on Twitter if you want to follow us at OutlookCFB. And Brian and I will be back next week, right, Brian? Yes, we will. Next week, same time. And thanks again to Steve for being our special guest today. Have a good week, everyone.